Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fur Baby Talk, Episode 2, Gut Health. Today, my guest is my friend, Jeff Hargett. Jeff and I met through a cancer group on Facebook about three years ago. Jeff has been studying dog health for about 35 years. He has three dogs, Scruffy, who is 15 years old, Madison, who is 15 years old, and Buttercup, who is four. All of them are rescues, and they were under the age of one when they were adopted. So let's get started. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Sue. How are you today? Okay, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for being our guest today and helping everybody learn about the dog's gut health. Oh, you're welcome. So let's get started. First big question. Can you explain to everyone how the dog's gut functions? Uh, yeah, it kind of acts like a juice extractor, uh, you know, for the lack of a better term. It, uh, it takes in the food and breaks it down so it can be absorbed into the bloodstream and used by the body. Is that? Uh, I think that's a, I think that's a really good layman's terms of explaining everyone how it works. Now, how I understand it is that when the gut is unbalanced, that the dog's immune system doesn't work correctly. Is this correct? Yes. Uh, most of the immune system is located in the gut because all the food that you're going to eat, uh, I mean, that your dog is going to eat is foreign to the body. So, you know, anything that's foreign to the body is going to get a rise out of your immune system. Mm -hmm. So our immune system has actually figured out a way to uh, differentiate between things that are pathogenic or uh, or actually things that are not good for your body uh, versus food or nutrients right so obviously what what they eat is more important than anything yes uh, we we've kind of been conditioned just to eat for calories and uh, nutrition wasn't really very important. Right, especially with dogs and cats. Yes. Right, right. Um, I think all my listeners have heard of leaky gut. And if they haven't, can you explain to us what leaky gut is? Yes. Uh, the, the, uh, the intestinal wall, or actually the uh, entire digestive tract, has um, thing has these little things called tight junctions. That's the medical term for it, if you want to look it up. And uh, those junctions are what allow nutrients into the body. Fats, sugars, uh, amino acids. Um, and so they open up uh, and allow these nutrients in and then they close back up. Uh, now the problem comes in, uh, what we think of as leaky gut is when they don't close back up and they start allowing other things to get through into the bloodstream, um, like particles of undigested food, maybe a protein that's not broken all the way down. And once things like that get into the bloodstream, the immune system is going to go crazy because it's going to think that, well, first of all, it's going to think it's foreign to the body because it can't identify it. And, um, well, it's kind of like, a, a, you know, how, like when you have an organ transplant, they give you immune suppressors. Right. Um, well, it's kind of like thousands of little tiny organ transplants in your blood. And uh, the immune system is attacking all of them. And uh, they'll, get, they'll get stuck in your joints. Uh, they'll get stuck in your liver, your skin, your heart, your brain. But 
the 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 immune system will continuously attack these whatever it is the particle of food or it could be um, like your uh, bad bacteria that's in the gut releases metabolites and and normally the the gut wall will keep those from getting into the bloodstream but with leaky gut those really bad metabolites will get into the bloodstream and they'll actually go straight to the brain and start making you do crazy things. Like I know you've seen food aggression and right. You know, that sort of thing with dogs, but right. basically it's just, right. the, it's just the gut allowing things into the bloodstream that are not supposed to be there. Now with leaky gut, does that turn off the immune system of their dog? No. Or does it just, it do, or does it just slow it down or like it's, it's not functioning correctly? Well, it, it, it actually, uh, uh, makes it work, uh, in kind of a hyper state. Uh, I think the medical term is autoimmune disease, uh, okay. where the, where the immune system, uh, uh, starts attacking things that, you know, it does, it doesn't have to attack. Right. Um, and, uh, so if you have, uh, your immune system preoccupied with leaky gut, then it's not going to recognize things that it should like a virus or, you know, a bad bacteria. Cause those things right. can also, those things can also leak into the gut. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh, one of the things that, uh, uh, you can see is like mold getting into the, the bloodstream. Uh, that, wow. that's, yeah, that's gonna, you're gonna see that in the skin with uh, dry, patchy skin. Uh, Almost like um, hot spots. Yeah, hot spots are a good example of leaky gut. Right, right, right. So, how, how would somebody know? How would a pet parent know that their dog has leaky gut? In other words, what are the symptoms? to look for uh one of the things i like to look for is, is the tear stains in the eyes mm-hmm. um, and then also around the eyes you'll see the fur is missing uh it doesn't go all the way up to the eyelid or whatever uh, oh so almost like uh loss of hair around the, yeah. the eyelids yeah okay. and uh, uh loss of hair around the nose um also, the nose will, will turn another color besides black. Um, I think I've, I've heard people say that um, that's a, a, a breeding thing, but it's really not. Um, it's just another indication of uh, leaky gut. And then, uh, you know, obviously, when you get leaky gut, the first thing you're going to do is stop up the liver and then... Uh, once you stop up, I, I consider the liver the master gland, but I know medical science doesn't. But uh, once you stop the liver up, it's going to start messing with the thyroid and the pituitary gland. Uh, uh-huh. I think there's some uh, YouTube videos where where they explain how the, the liver uh, messes up the thyroid and pituitary gland. But there's just not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of information on leaky gut right now. It's still kind of new because uh, right. you know the medical industry is just starting to figure it out. Yeah, they're just starting to figure out that the gut is so important yes. to the animals and humans for that for fact. You know, um, other other symptoms. Now I've heard of uh, like they could have upset stomachs, diarrhea. Yes. Growing uh, up. Um, yeah. Uh, acid reflux. The, oh, the acid reflux. That's yeah. that's new. Um, that I didn't know. Uh, and acid reflux could be just burping after eating, correct? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or you can see that. You know how they'll lick the air? Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a classic sign of uh, uh, leaky uh, gut. Uh, uh, yeah, leaky gut. Um, I, you know, I, with acid reflux, I've always found that uh, 
just brew up some peppermint tea and give them a couple, you know, maybe a teaspoon or tablespoon, depending on what size dog you have. And uh, that'll get him some, you know, that'll get him some relief from the symptom. Right. It doesn't fix the lucky gut, but at least it'll it'll give them a little relief from the acid reflux. Yes. So Uh, now now the huge question, how do we fix that leaky gut, Jeff? All right. We got to calm the digestive tract down. It's not just located in the intestine or the colon. It's the whole digestive tract that's out of balance. Okay. Uh, I mean, you, you've, uh, you've been around dogs where their breath smelled real bad. Uh, that actually comes from uh, the intestine, uh, the, the, uh, the bad bacterial overgrowth in the intestine. And, uh, and that can also uh, cause some bad teeth. Like, um, you know, you've, you've seen uh, posts on Facebook where they, where the, the owner of the dog has, has a, uh, the dog has a bad tooth, but, that comes from leaky gut, uh, uh, you know, well, I mean, bad bacterial overgrowth. <clears throat> and, uh, one, of, one of the things you want to try to do first is calm the gut down with an anti-inflammatory like, um, turmeric's really good. Um, uh, I like to mix up slippery elm where it's really thick. Right. Uh, yeah. They, we, you, they could do the slippery elm, um, syrup that yeah. it could easily be done. I used to use it for diamond and I use it for lucky sometimes for upset, upset tummies. And, uh, one thing about slippery elm is it's very nutrient dense. You can actually live off of that. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, I don't know if you're, uh, into history, but, uh, George Washington's army lived off of it for two weeks in the dead of winter, right before the battle at Valley Forge. They lived off a of slippery elm? Yep. Uh, wow. And so Cornwallis thought it would be an easy victory because, you know, they hadn't eaten for two weeks. But right. in, in reality, what happened to them is they got stronger. Wow. Wow. Now, do you would you recommend um, – uh, fasting do a like a fast on them to like a bone broth fast that we've done before um, oh, yeah. to to do you know because doing a bone broth fast and I know you know this um, when you do a bone broth fast even just for 12 hours for one day could uh, could bring down the inflammation in their intestines and in their stomach you know by 50 percent oh yeah uh, that's always the first thing I turn to is a fast Yep. Because of uh, food, solid food is just so destructive to the gut because mm-hmm. of how the gut has to break it down, you know, with the enzymes. And right. If the gut is not in balance, you know, it's not going to have enough mucus coating on the walls. And then the enzymes are going to start digesting the body instead of the food. So besides the normal dog food that everyone feeds their dogs, uh, you know, I know there's some listeners out there that feed raw too, but um, you would recommend being fed raw to to fix that leaky gut? Oh, yeah. That'd be the first thing I would turn to. Um, If you can't do raw, uh, at least do lightly cooked, and then you can just add extra enzymes to help with breaking down the uh, cooked food. Now, would you add the, the digestive enzymes while you're cooking or after you cook? I would give it to them uh, when they get ready to eat the meal. Um, and uh, I mean, you can get actually a supplement like, um, uh, let's see, Enzyme Miracle. That's a pretty good supplement to add in each meal. Um, okay. I use uh, fresh papaya. Um, my dog, my two big dogs, they're probably about 30 pounds. Uh, and I probably give them a golf ball size piece of papaya. Um, my little girl, she's, I don't know, maybe 
eight or nine pounds and uh she gets uh, about four pieces the size of a sugar cube in each meal and don't don't freak out when their poop gets smaller uh because uh what you're doing is you're actually breaking down the food more so Mm -hmm. more of it can be absorbed and used i think that's one of the my favorite things besides their health of being fed raw is that their poop is so little with my little one, Addie, she's only 16 pounds. It's it, it, the poop goes away. You don't even see it after a day. Yeah. That's the first, uh, I guess that's one of the first emergencies I run into when I'm helping someone is, uh, they really freak out over the poop and yep. Uh, yep. They're not pooping enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's so funny. I I've had, uh, clients and friends of mine that, that switched to raw and I always tell them before now, it's just like, you're going to love it. They're not going to poop as much. So don't be so they might not poop maybe once a day with dog food. A lot of dogs poop, you know, two or three times a day. Yeah. You know, uh, so what kind of supplements would you recommend being fed with raw to fix that leaky gut? Um, I would probably use the slippery elm every meal. Uh, I would probably add the papaya every meal. Uh, I would add uh, L-glutamine every meal. Uh, Now, now what is L-glutamine? Let's explain that to everybody. It's an amino acid, uh, and it's a special kind of amino acid uh, because all of them don't have the L in front of it, and Uh that L is is very important. Yes. Now, uh, if I remember correctly, I think the, the brand now makes that, isn't it? Don't they? Or yes, I use a I use a lot of now brand products. Yeah, so really do I, because I have the um that in my refrigerator, and I can't remember what brand it is, but I know it is now, and Amazon carries it. Just to let everyone know. Um. Also, bone broth is very high in L-glutamine. Yes. Um, and. That's why I use bone broth uh, because of the the nutrient density of bone broth is very high. Right. Um, another thing with uh, leaky gut, uh, you could add berberine. Berberine is very good, a very good supplement. Um, I was just trying to think of the. I can't remember the the food that's high. Oh, Oregon, uh, Oregon grape. If you can get an Oregon grape supplement. Okay. uh, That's very high in berberine. Um, let's see. Another good supplement is, um, beta glucans. Um, and they'll help, um, repair the, uh, mucosal cells that provide the mucus lining in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And the mucus lining, basically in the whole digestive tract, um, like if the, if the if the lining doesn't have any um, mucus on it, then it's bare and exposed to the elements inside the digestive tract. And uh, if those pancreatic juices get onto that bare wall, it can cause an ulcer and, and it can cause bleeding. You could actually see blood in the stool. In the stool. Yeah. And uh, so you want that um, that mucus lining. You don't want it too thick because then you start getting phlegm and you'll see eye boogers and nose discharge mm-hmm. and ear discharge. Now, um, now, what about probiotics and prebiotics? Would you recommend putting them to fix the lucky gut also? Yes. Uh, uh, probiotics... Uh, uh, when we feed them right, uh, they don't really like to eat what we eat, but what we what we want to feed them are called prebiotics, and that's just food for probiotics. Right. And uh, <clears throat> then the they'll produce metabolites that actually repair the gut, mm-hmm. and uh, actually they'll repair the whole body if once we get the gut repaired, they'll the uh, gut will heal the body. Now, would you, do, do you think, uh, what's my question? 
should we use the probiotics and the prebiotics together or should we use one of each or switch off? Uh, I would always give prebiotics. Um, you may not always have to give probiotics, okay. uh, although I, I do. I give probiotics every yeah, day. Yeah, so do I. Uh, but I make sure I get prebiotics in each meal because I want to make sure the, the strains that are already in the gut, I want to make sure they get fed also. Right. And the prebiotics that you and I were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago that I ran out of probiotics and that I had prebiotics in there and um, I can't remember what it was called. And I asked you if this, you know, what was this? And you were like, that's prebiotics. Feed that. It'll, it feeds the gut and it keeps the, the, uh, fill my words, Jeff. It feeds, feeds the gut, well, keeps the gut going. Uh, oh my God. I, I can't, um, what well, did you say a, to me? There's, but there's basically three different, uh, types of prebiotics uh, the one i like the best is called um fiber aid from swanson right it's a it's a large tree arabinoglactin mm -hmm. uh, it's not something that can be broken down by the gut and absorbed into the bloodstream uh so the uh it will either be eaten by the bacteria in the gut or it'll be excreted and since the probiotic strains like it so well, they'll eat all of it. And, uh, it, and another thing too, it, with this particular form of what's called, what I call a polysaccharide, it's just a, you know, it's just a sugar, uh, is that, uh, the, uh, bad bacteria in the gut, um, if they try to eat it, it'll kill them. So mm. you're, kind of killing two birds with one stone you know you're right you're feeding the good bacteria and killing, and the, bad killing bacteria. the bad bacteria oh that's good to know the other the other uh two kinds of uh prebiotics uh if, if you kind of think about it the larch tree uh uh prebiotic comes from the trunk of the tree mm -hmm. um well you can get it from the limbs also but you got to grind that up um another uh, uh prebiotic is called inulin um <clears throat> that's also a structural type uh polysaccharide that's found in like uh apple peelings um the white part of the citrus peeling um it's mostly in peelings of fruits and vegetables. And uh, <clears throat> that's another thing I want to get into is if you feed your pet fruits, you want to feed them fruits that they can eat the whole thing. Um, because uh, uh, we haven't really been taught how to eat fruits. Uh, you know, like most people peel a banana and just eat the meat part of the banana and when 90% of the nutrients are in the peeling. But um, the third type of prebiotic is a root prebiotic. It's in the root or a uh, the root of the plant, like chicory root mm -hmm. is a very good prebiotic. Um, and also chicory roots are good coffee substitute if you drink coffee. Um, the only thing that that I don't like about inulin is it can cause gas uh, when you first start using it. Um, and if you feed any type of beans, uh, it could also cause gas. I'm not against beans. I give uh, I give the Italian cut uh, green beans. Uh, yeah, so do I. Uh, I'll, I'll steam them and soften them up right. a little bit, you know, right. so that they can digest them easier. Um, but the, the, uh, another thing, uh, I, I didn't really get into much was the beta glucan. There's, uh, there's about three different forms of that. It's just a polysaccharide. And that's another uh, prebiotic and, also. Okay. Yes. Uh, the, uh, that now the probiotic strains, they don't really like it as much as, uh, like 
say the large mm-hmm. tree, prebiotic. Um, but it's a soluble uh, a prebiotic, so it can be a, a broken down and absorbed into the bloodstream. And uh, other parts of the body can use it, like the cells in the immune system really like it. Um, and a good source of beta-glucan is uh, mushrooms, a, a multi-complex mushroom supplement, or uh, fresh mushrooms are good. Um, uh, okay, and then uh, nutritional and brewer's yeast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's pretty much a hundred percent beta glucan. The um, yeast, the brewer's yeast, is a prebiotic. Yes. Uh, what they do is they take activated yeast and then they they uh, uh, roast it, which actually kills the yeast, and then they grind it up because all you need is the cell wall of the yeast. That's huh. the beta glucan. So you're getting about a hundred percent there, and then. The third one is uh, sea vegetables like uh, kelp and uh, seaweeds and, and dulse. Um, uh, those are very good uh, beta glucans. Now, the with uh, with seaweed, uh, you really got to watch the uh, uh, iodine content because it's really high, and uh, that's how I give my dogs iodine is using seaweed. Huh. Uh-huh. powder uh and, and and i save the uh like the lugols i save that for emergencies and what you want to do is find a bare spot on uh like on the stomach uh i know there's some dogs that don't have bare spots but if you can find one uh, on the stomach somewhere and just put a little tiny drop of the lugols uh two percent iodine mm-hmm. And then just just watch how long it takes it to soak in. Wow! And uh, works the same way for you, you know, uh-huh. for humans. Uh, if if it goes away within four hours, then uh, your iodine levels are fine. Uh, if it doesn't, then you're starting to get too much, and you need to back huh. off of the supplement a little bit. Huh. Well, I know I could um, say a good good word for the large tree prebiotic because i use that in fact um amazon is out of it right now um but when i started feeding that to my dogs their energy shot up yeah that's one of the uh uh, well in my case it's kind of a disadvantage because my dogs are 15 and uh so they still want to jump up on the counter and that scares yeah, and me. That's you know? just like with my lucky who was 14. I remember I told you that he was running around and jumped right over me on the couch and he's 14. I'm, oh, that's that large tree, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you told me you got to be careful because he's going to hurt himself. I'm like, I know I have to slow him down. Well, yeah, man, you know, it might be just paranoid on my point because they, they haven't ever hurt themselves doing 15, that. But, you never know. Uh, well, see, your muscles can actually get stronger faster Correct. than your tendons. And that's how uh, that's how people at the gym hurt themselves because they, you know, obviously their muscles are going to get big fast and that makes them want to lift more weights. And that's how they tear their tendons, you know. I hear your babies in the background. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get away from them. They kept bothering me. Uh, so I know a lot of people um, that feed raw use the raw goat's milk. Um, and I know, I, yeah. I used to know some people that used to use it as the probiotic. Now, w- yes, would you recommend that all the time? Or would you recommend using like the powder probiotics that we usually use too? Do, would you recommend like switching off? Or could you use the powder and feed the raw goat's milk also? Well, we're supposed to be able to get everything from our food, but the way the soil is now, uh, it's just about impossible to do that. Uh, So I'm always going to supplement the probiotic strains. Uh, And if you use too much uh, goat's milk, uh, you may see some eye boogers because it can actually increase the mm. phlegm in the body. 
but it, it's great for like if you run into a situation where you're you're seeing a lot of uh, blood in the stool and you can't mm-hmm. seem to nail it down, just start giving that goat's milk and it, it normally it'll clear it up because it'll increase the phlegm in the body or in the digestive tract. But uh, I don't I don't really give goat's milk every day. Uh, I'll give uh, I'll either give uh, like a Greek yogurt or mm-hmm. a cottage cheese or goat's milk. Yeah, I know. When I mention raw goat's milk to some people, they always ask me where they can get it. And just so the listeners know that a, a lot of pet stores carry it now in the frozen department. I know Primal makes a goat's milk too. And you could also check with yes. uh, your local local farms. Now I'm in Illinois and yes. um, in the suburbs of Chicago. And I have a local farm that sells um, the raw goat's milk that I, I would always get with Diamond when Diamond was still here. Um, and they still have it. I don't feed it all the time either anymore, but my dogs love it. I think it's a, uh, it's really, uh, goat's milk is actually a whole food supplement, right. like an egg. Uh, it's just very nutrient dense. Uh, the probiotic strains are going to be different than what you supplement. Uh, they'll be in the same genus like uh, acidophilus, uh, but the strains of the acidophilus will be different from, uh, for instance, uh, uh, goat's milk compared to uh, uh, sauerkraut, um, um, it's just a, uh, it's the same, the acidophilus is the same, but the strain of acidophilus is different. If that makes any sense. Yes. Um, question. Now, if somebody switches to raw, does all the probiotics, the prebiotics, feeds them well, how would you know that the leaky gut has been corrected? You'll start seeing the uh, markers clear up, like the skin will get, uh, it'll start uh, looking better. You know, you won't see any, you won't see any dandruff or uh, any dry, yeah. dry patches or bald spots. The tear stains will go away. Um, you know, tear stains will go away. Uh, one thing I've noticed with Scruffy, because he's a white dog, if I feed him something that is not right, uh, or if he gets into something, I can always tell because his skin will turn red uh, on his back, right along his spine, and uh, that's uh, that's a telltale sign of leaky gut, also because uh, all the allergies that uh, we hear about, the, those are all those are, those all come from leaky gut, and uh, when you get the leaky gut fixed, then all the things that we're on the allergy test. You'll be able to right. feed all those things. Not that they, not that they are good to feed your dog, but you'll just be able to feed them, and they won't get a reaction. Now, uh, some of those things, uh, if you continue to feed, will actually create leaky gut because that—that's how we get leaky gut in the first place. Is uh, the the uh, gut starts to get inflamed. And we're not giving it enough time to repair itself mm-hmm. in between meals. Uh, that's why I like to give the slippery elm also between meals to help the gut uh, repair itself. It, it's it's so alarming how everyone doesn't know about if their gut is unbalanced, so many things can start to go wrong. Just like you said, with just the allergies itself that, you know, so many dogs have allergies. I mean, you hear it all the time that my dog's itchy. My dog is, you know, chewing on its feet. And that's such a sure sign of, of the leaky gut. It is. Um, the uh, chewing on the feet, um, yep. licking the paws. Um, and uh, I know we think that 
uh, a lot of that comes from the yard, uh, you know, and uh, that could be the trigger, but um, it's only a trigger. It, it doesn't have to be a trigger if the yeah. gut's repaired. Now, I know you and I talked about um, the fermented sauerkraut. Now, that is supposed to be such a great um, product, to, so to speak, for uh, your gut. Now, you have told me to feed it to Addie, my little puppy. Uh, that is really good for the dogs also, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, when I first started using it, I had to hide it, you know. <laughs> but uh, they take it right off the spoon now, so... I don't have any trouble with it, but, uh, I'll, I got, I joined a, uh, fermenting group Ooh, on I'm Facebook and I started learning. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones too. Uh, I started learning how to make, uh, uh, you know, different types of, uh, of fermented foods. And also the biggest thing was learning how to, uh, make it taste different, you know, or actually better if you, once you get, once you get to figuring out what to put in it, it'll start tasting a lot better. Uh, one of the first things I used was uh, I would put a little bit of turmeric powder in and uh, let that ferment along with the sauerkraut. Uh, and it doesn't take much. Like for, I use quart jars and uh, I probably put an eighth a teaspoon of turmeric in there. And uh, that's pretty strong though. You might want to start out with about half of that. But um other things that, well, obviously dill is good. Everybody likes dill pickles. Um, uh, cardamom is pretty good. Uh, majoram, that's a pretty good one. Um, a lot of people like ginger. Um, about the only time I like ginger is like uh, when you make kombucha and you flavor it with the ginger. Um, that tastes pretty good. Um, there's just so many different things you can do with, uh, and you don't just have to ferment cabbage. You can add, uh, you can just do vegetables, uh, like carrots. Um, uh, I tried to do English, English peas one time. <laughs> that didn't work out now, too well. But, now, can we buy um, the, um, fermented sauerkraut in the stores? Yeah, uh, most of it's pasture. <coughs> most of it's pasteurized. Of uh, if you'll go to the, yeah, I know it. Uh, if you'll go to the uh, dairy section and look for it in the refrigerated section, uh, usually they'll have some that's that's not pasteurized. Would it, would it say like organic and, uh, on there, or or it just says non-pasteurized? Well, the ones that I've seen, uh, uh, the one that, that I've used before, it just doesn't say that it's pasteurized. It, do, it doesn't say it's not pasteurized, but uh, it just doesn't say <coughs> it doesn't say pasteurized okay. on the package. Now, to feed to feed um, your dog, you said that. Um, you used to used to first you had to hide it is there a certain amount for each size dog to give uh i give my little dog uh she's probably about eight or nine pounds i give her a teaspoon so a in each meal a day um, but you, would you slowly go up yeah. to the teaspoon uh not if they're healthy, you can just start right off with it. Now, if they got some gut issues, you might want to okay. start out with so, about half so of that. So some dogs probably wouldn't like the taste of it at first. Yeah, the sour taste is, uh, you know, it's uh, it's just too different from what they normally eat. Um, I was trying to think of a thing that. Uh, that you could hide it in uh, other than say meat or uh, depend on how much vet vegetables you give. The first thing that uh, comes to my mind meal. is a sardine. Yeah. Now a like sardine, with the uh, sardine, you know, pour a little, cause I usually, yeah. I get uh, canned sardines. 
So, I, you know, I would use the sardine oh, yeah. and pour a little sardine juice over the sauerkraut to, to hide the flavor to it a little bit. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Oh, yeah. That's a, you know. Yeah, that's a very uh, good the idea. Sardine, the sardine juice in my house is like gold. You know, <laughs> it, it can it hide can, a lot. Yeah, it can it, hide a lot. It, it, um, it makes even uh, like if they didn't finish their dinner. If I just pour a little sardine juice over it, they finish it right away. Yeah. And uh, dogs really don't have a lot of taste. Uh, it's that uh, They don't smell. have a lot of taste buds either. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that smell like gets them every time. Now. If, every, if anyone doesn't know what tripe is, tripe is, um, it stinks. It just stinks. And if I believe, I think it's the cow's stomach, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah, and it yes. stinks. Uh, but yeah. my dogs love it. I buy I buy f- f- uh, fifteen pounds every month of it, and you know, and it's good for them. It's good for them. It's not good for our nose, but they love it. Yeah. I yeah, don't know why, they think it smells okay. good. <laughs> you know, but they think sardines smell good, so you know, we'll go there. So once you have the leaky gut (laughs) fixed and they're eating raw and they're nice and healthy, would you recommend feeding all the probiotics all the time or or, or the same probiotics all the time? Or do you recommend switching every month? I I like to switch every month. Uh, uh, Like I'll I'll go – I got about like two Uh or three different brands that I use and uh, I'll just swap those up. And uh, like, I'm always, I'm always rotating the yogurt and cottage cheese. And, and, and uh, just so everyone knows um, the, the Greek yogurt, the full fat Greek yogurt plain is the best thing for them. Correct. That's right, and if uh, if you can't find full fat, uh, then uh, what we can do is add a good fat uh-huh. to whatever you can find, because I you know I know that uh, full fat yogurt and cottage cheese are very difficult to find, and uh, I usually just add uh, like coconut oil or flaxseed oil. Uh, uh, MCT oil is very good. Uh, it's a, a fraction uh-huh. of uh, coconut oil. Uh, uh, that that's good also. Um, olive oil is very good if you can if you can real find some olive real olive oil. oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually I have I usually switch out the probiotics every month. I'll switch out. Um, I have a few brands too, besides the prebiotics that you pointed out to me t- the other day. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, good. I think That's it's good, good for them too. Like we discussed before is that it, it changes up the body so they don't get used to the same thing all the time. You know, the same probiotics, the same right. prebiotics. That's, uh, um, yes. You know, I think that's good for their gut too. It keeps them healthy. And plus, you know, um, what would you recommend? It does. I just thought of this. What would you recommend to somebody that their dog had leaky gut and they could not afford feeding raw? Would is there any way to fix um, leaky guts to when they still feed dog food? Yeah. Not really. There's just so much sugar yeah. in in the commercial food uh, it's very difficult uh, uh, I would uh, I would just buy as much meat as you can afford and then make it make everything mm-hmm. up else up with vegetables uh, you know that way you're right so you're in other words maybe sugar, you know? add some meat and some a few vegetables and a probiotic along with the bit of the dog food. So let's just say if uh, right. if my dog got a cup of food every meal, make it a half a cup of dog food and the rest all meat and vegetables and a probiotic. I think that, it, am I correct? So right. at least that would help out a little bit 
to, to give that less sugar because dog food has so much sugar and the carbs, all the carbs in there turns into sugar. Yeah. And as we all know, sugar is no good for us or our pets. Yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, it's crazy how much sugar they put in there. Uh, it, and uh, all they all they would have to do is use a sugar that's not soluble, like uh, vegetables. Uh, not, you know, the only vegetables that have soluble sugars are your mm -hmm. root vegetables, like potatoes. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously Obvious, the grains yeah. like and, rice. And pasta. Well, now yeah, I've always uh, was told that carrots, too many carrots can turn into sugar. Well, it's got, it, it already has a, a, an absorbable sugar to begin with. Uh, but as long as you don't have any issues and, uh, and you feed right. them in moderation, you don't give too much. Uh, you'll be fine with carrots because it's a structured oh, okay. sugar. So it's, it's not a refined words, maybe sugar. It's, it's a real sugar. It's yeah, not I, all that fake crap that we that we have in the store shelves today. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that, that fake. Right. Uh, that's and, where you, that's where we get. That's why trouble. I brought up. You know, because yeah. there are some people that can't afford to feed raw, and that's why I wanted to to just just to hint on that to try to help somebody that can't feed raw or even lightly cooked, where they could feed them a little something healthier than just all dog food. So if they can take a little bit of that dog food away and add even just, you know, a quarter pound of ground beef or ground pork or ground chicken, it's better than all the dog food, you know? Right. And then your, the, the thing that, the biggest thing your vegetables do is they provide the uh, because when it, when we when we digest meat, uh, it gives off a tremendous amount of nitrogen, and uh, the vegetables when they digest, uh, they'll kind of act like a nitrogen trap so that the body doesn't have to uh, uh, process all of that nitrogen into ammonia and then excrete it out through the you know urine uh, because the uh, the liver is the one that has to do all that processing. And um, uh, another thing that I like to do is add milk thistle at least once a month. Uh, How long to help, once a month? You know, cleanse the liver. Mm -hmm. I probably yep. do it for a week. Yeah, you don't, unless you got some issues with the liver. It really doesn't take them a lot to cleanse. Yeah, it. unless unless their their liver enzymes are real high, we always rec you and I have always recommended the bone broth fast uh, for for a couple days, and then yep. milk thistle twice a day for thirty days to get those numbers down. Yeah. Yes, that that will definitely help. See, milk thistle helps. Uh, it triggers the gallbladder. Uh, to release bile because the fats uh, that we're going to be feeding, like, uh, you know, olive oil, uh, coconut oil, um, flaxseed oil, uh, those fats don't mm -hmm. trigger the gallbladder. Uh, and it, they don't trigger the pancreas. So, um, uh, you know, unless they get a little bile or they get uh, some food enzymes with each meal, uh, you're probably not going to digest those fats. They're just going to be eaten up by the, the now, probiotic. Now, we didn't go into this. Would you recommend a digestive enzyme with being fed raw or even being fed the dog food and a little meat and vegetables? Well, you got to be digestive. careful about feeding probiotics with, uh, with, uh, with, with the dog food because that's um uh that that's uh you can actually uh see some uh, really bad things come about that because oh. you know the dog food just has so much sugar in it uh so uh i would probably do things uh like 
uh, raw goat's milk, cottage cheese, and yogurt. Okay. Uh, if you're okay. having that. So, if a person is feeding all raw, would you still recommend the digestive enzymes in their food? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, because it, uh, it the the meat proteins uh, are you know they're so difficult to digest. You're always going to uh, signal the pancreas when you eat meat. <clears throat> so I know that a lot of the vets think it's fat, but it's really uh, the proteins that uh, demand uh, most of the protease enzymes from the pancreas. And uh, that's one thing uh, that papaya is really good for is the protease enzyme. That's, uh, I mean, if you look on uh, your enzyme supplement, uh, a lot of them will, will say out beside, you know, the enzyme mm -hmm. where it came from. And uh, papaya is a real oh, big papaya's one. Papaya is in the digestive enzymes too. Yeah. You know, I think I seen that on the, when we talked, a couple of weeks ago that I saw it on the, um, the brand that I get is the miracle, the pro, uh, probiotic miracle. And they have the digestive enzymes also. Yeah. And, uh, um, that that's where, that's where those enzymes come from. They'll take the papaya and they'll dry it and then I'll grind it up into a powder Interesting. All this about the gut health, you, you don't realize how how important it is to our dogs that the gut health is where everything begins. Because if it goes off, like we said, allergies begin. Uh, if, if their immune system isn't working correct, cancer can start growing because their immune system isn't killing those cancer cells in their body. You know, and it's so sad that's that true. so yes. many people uh, don't know this. And that's why I started the podcast so everyone could learn. And thank God that the, uh, the medical profession is just starting to learn about the gut health now. And I'm hoping that the vets start learning about gut health and start teaching their clients that dog food isn't good for their dogs anymore. It, well, basically never was, but you know, they promote it so much yeah. and, and it, everything starts and all they do is take care of the symptoms and they're not taking care of the problem. Yeah. And, um, uh, uh, hopefully one day, uh, we'll get turned around, yes. uh, to and where your vet can actually help I you. I definitely do because, I think it would have saved diamond. That's for sure. Jeff, you know, you know, because she, she was fed dog. Yeah, food I think it and would. Then she started allergies and, you know, then she got the cancer because I gave her medicine for the allergies. So, and that's where it all started. And that's why yep. I'm here today because of diamond. I want to teach everybody that, they have to do different things for their dogs and think outside that box, you know, and when you think outside that box, That's right. you're going to learn things that you never knew existed, you know? Um, so I think oh, that's yeah. about it for today, Jeff. I really, really, really thank you so much for helping me uh, with the podcast and teaching everybody about gut health today. Um, our next podcast is going to be about feeding raw and it's going to be great. And that'll be out probably oh, next good. week sometime. So everybody, I want everybody to hug your furry pet today. Even a feathery pet doesn't matter what kind of pet you have, hug them and love them and feed them correctly. And thanks for everybody for listening.